South Africa's Stadio Faculty of Education is set to team up with Colette Rickett, a well-known education enthusiast who represents Vintuk Gymnasium and the Association of Private Schools in Namibia to equip students to become fully qualified educators and retain top educational talent in the country. To find out more, we're speaking to the Executive Dean of the Stadio Faculty of Education, Professor Patrick Bean. Good day, Professor Bean. Good day, David, and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Professor Bean, perhaps you can start us off by telling us how this collaboration is going to work. Yes, thanks, David. Um, we we um, decided that we want to follow the same approach that we have in South Africa, where we try to find community-based partners uh, when it comes to teacher education. And for this reason, we we've teamed up with uh, with Colette Rickert and 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 her association. Obviously, we 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 are in Namibia already. We based at the Stadio SPS in, in, in Vintuk West, and uh, we've been offering uh, the highest certificate via distance learning. But um, in our, with our successes in South Africa with community-based uh, distance learning teacher education, we've decided to go for this model. What courses will be offered, and are they based on the Namibian curriculum and accredited in Namibia? Right, so uh, we're offering a couple of, of, of so-called initial teacher education and, and, and further teacher education uh, programs, qualifications. The highest certificate in preschool education is a one-year uh, qualification. Then there's a diploma in grade R, which is a three-year qualification. Then the degree, which is called the Bachelor in Foundation Phase Teaching, that obviously is a four-year qualification. And, and then we also have the postgraduate certificate in education for anyone with a degree who wants to become a high school teacher, and that takes one year. And then we have a very, very good Bachelor of Education Honours in Inclusive Education. That's very, very popular in South Africa as well for students who want to study further and uh, pursue an academic an academic career. With that, we also offer short courses, professional development short courses, and there's about 14 of them. And they're usually about five sessions of two to three hours each. Okay, when do you envisage these being offered and what would be the purposes of these courses? We're going to start all of all of these programs, academic programs, qualifications, and the short courses in January 2021. And uh, just to mention a few of those short courses, they are they cover a lot of early childhood development um, for early childhood development practitioners. They would cover things like uh, daily activities in preschool, introduction to childcare practices. Then it goes into responding to barriers to learning. Quite a quite a big emphasis on physical education in the primary school, holistic education for deaf and language-delayed children, the 21st century educator, interesting one, uh, movement play for babies, toddlers, and young children, and then a couple of natural science and technology um, teaching issues like uh, life and living, matters and material, energy and change. And then the last one that I've got on my list here is a St. John's First Aid course. Um, David, you also asked about about the um, about the curriculum and the and the accreditation. Okay, so um, we we are registered, obviously registered in South Africa, Stadia, and we're recognised by the Namibian uh, Qualifications Authority. Now, a few years ago, um, the so-called SADEC qualification framework was approved and launched by the ministers responsible for education in the SADEC countries. And the vision is that in this SADEC region of ours, all qualification certificates, diplomas, others will, will other qualifications will be will be uh, recognised by by all of us. So we're part of that, and we've had a quite a number of meetings um, in Vintuk with the Namibia Qualifications Authority, and we are recognised by them to offer distance learning teacher education programs. 
programs um, in Namibia. But I think the, the, the other issue that is that is quite important, your your question about the Namibian curriculum is, is very relevant. International teacher education uh, is really an established academic discipline and uh, with, a, with a very comprehensive research foundation. And fundamentally, um, teacher education in South Africa does not differ from teacher education in the rest of the free world, like say Australia, Zambia, Belgium, Canada, Peru. Uh, we all attend each other's international conferences. We publish in international journals. We exchange lecturers. At Stadia, we also send students overseas, mostly the Scandinavian countries. So when we practice teacher education in South Africa, we do so within our realities of our history, our diversity, our languages, our constitution. And, and in that way, we close the gap between theory and practice. Obviously, the model that we will follow in Namibia, um, as from 2021, does exactly the same. We, we don't believe that one can purchase a teacher education qualification off the shelf. By, by that, I mean tongue-in-cheek, you know, like a do-it-yourself uh, qualification that you, that you study um, your, on your own and, uh, and, and, uh, and then come and write an exam. That's not the kind of, of teacher education that we would like to do. When we, when we practice teacher education, uh, even in distance learning, and this is where this model comes in, we believe that there needs to be teaching practice in a functional school with motivated and experienced uh, teacher as a mentor. There needs to be opportunities for our student teachers to discuss and debate issues which they encounter, like function like a community of, of learning. There must be ample opportunities and assignments to use Namibian examples, context, policy, and so on. So um, unfortunately, uh, not many of the distance learning programs in teacher education that one that one get these days uh, meet those three those three requirements that we regard as an absolute as an absolute minimum. Speaking of that distance education, and as you say that you can't just buy an off-the-shelf certificate, your literature speaks of a flexible hybrid learning experience. Can you explain this to us? Yeah, so um, I, I'll, I'll get a little bit um, just practical with it uh, quickly. Um, first of all, we have a policy of bring your own device. Uh, it's very important that each of our students must have access to uh, a laptop or a, a tablet or a, or a smartphone. Smartphones work well these days, but obviously a, a tablet or a, or a laptop is, is much easier. So that's the one requirement. The other requirement is that you must have access to Wi-Fi. And uh, we then provide the free MS Office 365 software and so on. So let me just run through the steps quickly. So on registration, a student will receive uh, a notification and that they must order their study material and their prescribed books. These will obviously be presented uh, back to the students, either delivered at the home address or they can pick it up at one of our learning centers that I will mention more about. As soon as that's done, the student is linked to our learning management system, which is a, a Moodle um, online system. And uh, our semesters uh, are designed as a series of learning events. Now, learning events usually have something that anchors them. They're usually anchored by one or two live lectures. And these are like webinars, obviously, they're they done with Zoom. And they happen every Saturday, every Saturday morning. There are these webinars or live lectures that anchor these um, um, learning events, these weekly or biweekly learning events. The, um, the student will, will, will receive the schedule of these, of these events, obviously, um, once they're registered. And they will then also be contacted by our learning center manager. Now, we're going to have learning centers in all the big centers, obviously, Vintuk, Swakop, 
Walthus, Ongodiva, um, and even Kitma. So uh, a learning center manager will then contact the student and invite them to participate in these live events. So the student can come to the learning center and sit with other students and participate in the live webinar. Obviously, if the student cannot come to the to the live session on a Saturday morning, they can still participate from home if they've got good Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi at the learning centers obviously will be strong and free. And um, they can then do it from home as well. And if they cannot on a Saturday morning participate by going to the learning center or to sit at home and do it, it's all recorded on and, and then saved on, on YouTube. So the student can always afterwards pick up on the on that live webinar again so this is what we call the flexible hybrid uh, learning model flexible in that the student can choose whether they want to do it from home whether they want to watch it later or whether they want to go to the learning center and um, the hybrid is that the learning events have got many different aspects there are live sessions there are learning management system Moodle events there are webinars there are blogs uh, there are numerous ways that that the content is delivered but i think most critical for us is to become a teacher is teaching practice and uh, this model um, is 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 very strong on that um, our teaching practice will be scheduled by mrs colette rickett and our learning center managers at one of the 80 private schools that's part of this of this uh, association of private schools but I must stress this, we also want as many state schools involved in our teaching practice. And in the weeks and months to come, Mrs. Rickard will, Mr. Rickard will continue to negotiate this on our behalf um, with, with the local state schools and with the Namibian uh, Ministry of Education. So to summarize that model, um, David, uh, there are three reasons why we have this model. One is it develops agency with our student teachers. It allows them to choose, but with this choice comes accountability. Secondly, it brings them into a community of learning, which is absolutely critical for a profession. If, if, if we don't have a community of learning, then teaching becomes a job and not a profession. So it's very important for us to have our student teachers in a community of learning. And then thirdly, to be able to get students success, we need them we need to have close contact with them. We need to be able to support them with the mentors in the schools and with these learning center, these learning center managers that we have. And as I said before, we, we, we really believe from our successes in South Africa that this is the best way to do, to do distance learning. And this is this community-based environment rather than learning on your own through the post to speak. I want to take you back just a little bit earlier. You mentioned continuing professional teacher development short courses. Why is it important for teachers to not just teach, but to constantly learn themselves? Yeah, I think let's let's just take the current situation. You know, a COVID pandemic has really changed every everyday life in so many ways, and obviously, in in particularly the education sector, we don't yet really know what the what the implications and the effect of the pandemic will be. But um, what we what we definitely saw was the the inequalities that that were intensified um, by by the by the virus. You know, inequalities especially in in access to education, but. Obviously, this, this virus and the pandemic has also uh, thrown up a lot of opportunities to, to reshape education, uh, to reshape teacher education, and to even reshape the education institutions. I can tell you that at Stadio Faculty of Education, we have really um, evolved 
um, with the challenges of this. So to get back to your specific question, so why? So we believe that professional development, especially through these short courses and that be it honors that I spoke about, can really help teachers to stay on top of changes in many, many areas. Obviously, technology is one. Um, these new technologies will come into our classrooms and our teachers must understand them and how to use them. Obviously, teachers need to advise learners about job markets, fields of study that are constantly changing. You know, people say the jobs that people will do in 15 years' time don't even exist yet. And teachers must keep their knowledge up to date in order to keep their teaching current. Then the last two things that I would mention would be there is this whole drive um, to to understand the socio-emotional uh, aspect of learning. And uh, for teachers to understand that, they really need to read uh, more. They need to study. And uh, many of our short courses um, touches on the social-emotional learning issue that has become quite a big thing. And then lastly, um, our understanding of human brains. The human brain really uh, needs to improve, and uh, we need to help our teachers to, to take advantage of information about um, how the human brain actually learns. So those would be would be my my summary of of um, of why teachers need to constantly uh, participate in professional development. You spoke there of change, uh, how things are changing and how things are going to change. But the standard model of teaching has also changed a lot in the past decades. And if anything, the pace of change is only speeding up. How do you see teaching changing in the next few years? And what skills do you think will become increasingly important for teachers to possess? David, yeah, um, interesting question. A few weeks ago, I conducted a workshop for university lecturers in South Africa. And, and the topic was problematizing the lecture in the lecture venue as the learning encounter. So if we, if we turn it to schools, we can say problematizing the classroom as the learning encounter. And uh, if there's one thing that parents, pupils, teachers learn from the pandemic is that teachers do not possess all the knowledge, but that pupils can also and must learn in their communities, which includes the parents, and that technology, especially the internet, provides us with access to so many other modes of learning. And, and that is where I would like to, to, to make the, the, the focus, that we need to understand that, that modes of learning will change drastically going forward. You know, learning is not only hierarchical from one source. Um, if you think of, of how we, we do things today, um, learning is or knowledge is distributed. If I want to fix something at home, I quickly go onto YouTube and I figure out how to fix it. Previously, I would most probably have to get a plumber or someone in to, to come and do it for me. So, so learning is not only hierarchical anymore, and, and our teachers will need to, to find ways to address these new modes of learning. And obviously, teaching is not only individual, it's also collective. So we, we don't only learn on our own, we learn with others. And that's another big issue that, that needs to be addressed um, and, and skills that, that teachers will need to develop to, to understand that that um, lesson that they give in the classroom is not going to be the learning encounter anymore in the future. There's many, many other modes of learning that teachers will need to learn to, to practice. Thank you very much, Professor Bean. Thanks, David. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. As I said, our, our, our main office is at Stadio SPS uh, in Winter West. I think the street is Wagner Street. And uh, our contact person is Helene Fulian, if 
anybody wants to um, contact them. Thanks.